Welcome to the weekly. It's your host, Jude. And Ed. And this week, we're going to be talking about specialization, the pros and cons, uh, especially specializing early in life. Jude, let me send it your way. All right. I guess, you know, um, um, this is basically talking about how you can be a late bloomer and it may be better for you. So, you know, they talk about the 10,000 hour rule. And um, a great example of this is Tiger Woods. You know, at the age of seven, he started, uh, he got his first golf club at the age of uh, 10 months. Sorry, seven months, not seven. At the age of 10 months, he started uh, imitating his dad's swing. At the age of two, he's on TV. And at 21, he's the greatest golfer or uh, one of the best golfers of all time. So the 10,000 rule is basically saying, hey, specialize early, specialize uh, young, and uh, you'll be great at anything that you're specializing in. So, you know, my thoughts on this is I understand that rule, the 10,000 rule, and it sounds um, it sounds like it's uh, a smart way to get into things and specialize and be great at something. But I also do believe that you know, when we're young, um, we do do multidisciplinary items. But, you know, when we're specializing in things, we kind of specialize in what we're passionate about. And um, if, you you know, to put in 10,000 hours, that's a lot of time, right? Like even school, if we're thinking about five hour days, how much hours are you really putting in? You're not getting even close to that per year, right? So 10,000 hours is quite a bit. Um what do you think, Ed? So my thoughts are the earlier you start, the better you are. Uh, specialists, they get paid generally more than generalists. They have a defined skill set. Uh, companies, like when you're like older, they're going to pay you more. Uh, or even if you're just in the interview stage, if you have a skill set versus somebody who doesn't have that skill set or is considered a generalist, you're going to get that job over them. So I do think there are benefits of being a specialist, especially early on, more in terms of the financial aspect, uh, more than the, the, the growth of a person. But I do think that being a specialist, you do, uh, you are a more attractive candidate for companies than somebody who's a generalist. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think you know you need to think of it in concepts of different, um, different routes. Like if you're going to be a profession, like a professional, a doctor, uh, a dentist, an accountant, a lawyer, or whatever, then uh, you know specializing that profession early is a smart way to go, right? Um, you're going to know the profession a lot better. You're going to be able to get into the profession because, you know, a lot of times you're doing this, you root out your career in in university, basically, for a lot of those professions. But I think in terms of, like, sports and whatnot, and even when it comes to sports, when you when you're... When you're going into sports, you should be at the age of your, you know, in your 20s, you're pretty much a specialist, right? So, you know, I think when we're talking about specializing early, I think, you know, we're talking about before your 20s. Is that what what you think or? 
Well, when you talk about sports, basketball players, some of them were being drafted out of high school, 17, 18 years old. I sorry, I don't think they were 17. I believe they had to be 18, but right out of high school. So you couldn't just start playing at 16 and expect to be the superstar. So I do think that there does get to a point in certain fields, you need to specialize early, mm-hmm. otherwise not going to make it. You're not going to pick up a basketball at 24 and all of a sudden make the league at 25. That story doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that, I, I don't know what the age is, I think that specifically on the sports side, the ones where your peaks are you know, maybe late 20s and you're probably out of the league by like 30 on average, right? Or even your mid-20s is your peak and you're out like mm-hmm. semi, early 30s. Mm-hmm. You need to specialize by 10, 12, or, you know, there's got to be an age where you say, I did all my learning in these other sports and this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And make sure you do a lot of uh, purposeful training. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, you know, I think, you know, I have a kid, he's two years old. And my idea is, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a sports superstar, or if he's going to be uh, anything big. But my thing is put him in a bunch of different sports, let him see what he likes. And then, you know, as time permits, we cut down on sports because, you know, my colleagues and everyone I know um, have kids in multiple sports, maybe two, three sports to make sure they're in a Uh, They're kept occupied. So, you know, at a young age, I believe that could work. And then once they figure out, hey, I really like ball or I really like soccer or whatever, then they can start going further into that because at that point, your passion fuels that specialty. And then the other thing I want to talk about is even though you're going and doing a sport doesn't mean you can't excel in school, you can't excel in education. I think you can do both. Right. I think you can do both pretty well. Um, I, you know, I have uh, I have a cousin who's, you know, boxing and he went to school, he graduated, but he's still boxing. Right. It's about like time management and how you put everything together. So, you know, nowadays I feel like you don't necessarily have to pick and choose and the rise of technology and AI and uh, machine learning where they're taking a lot of these things away from you even when we're looking at a career aspect uh, it's basically building out capacity so you're able to do a lot more than with your time than you were in the past right no I, I do agree with you I do think that uh, I agree with putting your child especially at a young age I believe he is uh, what one year old Two tomorrow. Two tomorrow. tomorrow. Beautiful. Uh, Happy early birthday to Aiden. (laughs) The fact that he's being exposed to all these different sports is great because you do even have a LeBron James who could have went pro in football. And when you have footwork, for example, or speed, uh, that can translate into other sports. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I do think that when when you have certain people in sports uh, and, and and there are elite at their um, game, you, mm-hmm. they had options to play other sports, whether it was baseball, football, uh, hockey, 
basketball, right? They were able to play other sports, but they chose the one that they love the most. Uh, and then going back to your son, the fact that he's in all these different sports at a young age, phenomenal. I think that is great for him to learn to pick up what he can, uh, uh, what he's good at, what he's not, uh, and then just learn different uh, like the, you know the, the the different rules of the mm-hmm. of the board, so mm-hmm. I think that's uh that's great. I kind of mm-hmm. want to it up and um, talk about specialization uh, a little bit on like a higher end because we talk about like the people, right? Mm-hmm. But you look at that word specialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that it's good for uh, economies when they specialize. So you're able to basically make products that you're good at. Like for example, you have Italians that produce olive oil, French that produce wine, they export that. Uh, They're doing what they're good at, they're specializing. And as a result, other people in this world are able to enjoy their goods uh, and like we wouldn't necessarily, you know, grow grapes and stomp them and ferment them and package it in a wine bottle and sell it. So I, I do think like, like also when you talk about specialization, there's that word specialization. I think it's great when we think about it from an uh, economic standpoint. What's your thoughts on that? You know, no, I do agree. Like, uh, when you think of specialization and I, you know, honestly, I didn't think of it that way. I was just thinking of it relating to people and, you know, where they are specializing towards their careers. But yes, like definitely there's a specialization of certain, uh, services and certain, uh, um, you know, products in certain countries. For example, like uh, I know Philippines has a great uh, call center system. They're doing a lot of um, support there. And basically, you know, countries are outsourcing certain services there. Um, I know um, there's IT being outsourced to India, for example. And, you know, they're becoming more specialized there. And I I agree with that. Um, And you know, it is a good thing. And I think that's where we're starting to see value added in certain economies. Another thing I want to point out is, yeah, there are specialties and, um, you know, even thinking about like restaurants, you know, there's special, there's Chinese, there's Indian, there's all these other specialty restaurants. But you, being in Canada, you know, we're starting to see like fusion restaurants that are bringing the best of these specialties and melding them together. So, you know, I think um, specialties are great and we need more specialists, but we also need a few generalists that see a broader picture and put everything together. Like, for example, the guy who founded Nintendo, he took like three different companies and like, I think he took like a computer. uh, He basically took like calculating calculator software with like uh, some sort of other software in different industries put them together and made handheld devices and you know he brought three different specialties together into one and did a handheld gaming device right so i mean i think you know there's great things happening in special specialties and i think there's great things happening with the generalists that bring those specialties together by having breadth in all those specialties right 
Yeah, I definitely see your point uh, about being a generalist, accumulating skills, and、uh, kind of bringing them all together. I would argue that he would have to be a specialist in his calculus, in those other two things that he brought to the table, because you couldn't bring all three together if you didn't have the specialized knowledge of all three. So I do think there is a little bit of a specialization that occurred, even when you do bring in different skills、mm-hmm. to the equation. And one and, thing that, uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, and that, I I agree with that. I think like, you know, a lot more people are specializing, but they're specializing in multiple things. Like people are doing multiple things. They might be doing their job, but they might have a couple hobbies on the side. Right, they might be baking, and then they might be doing like Instagram, social media, and that's like three different things that they're specializing in. Right, so、um, yeah, go ahead with your thought. I know you were going somewhere. I was just thinking about it from again that employment standpoint. I think when you're you're a specialist, you do move up the ladder faster. You gain more expertise in that specialization.、Mm-hmm. I also think that、uh, you know the work, you know how to complete it.、Mm-hmm. So companies are,、uh, like I said, pay you more.、Uh, I also think that you define quality and excellence. Like when a company declares you a specialist. Mm-hmm. You take care of the type of work and quality that's being executed. It does bring excellence to the table.、Mm-hmm. It is trust.、Mm-hmm. You have customers that have an understanding that the work service that's being done is with minimal to no flaws.、Mm-hmm. Also, increase productivity because、mm-hmm. there's fewer errors being done since、mm-hmm. you are a specialist.、Mm-hmm. Uh, There's also a cut in waste, so you do have a concentration of a task that occurs, and quality control costs do decrease. And also, when companies think about laying off, I think that you have companies that will lay off generalists a lot faster than a, a specialist because those specialists. Are not easy to replace. So yeah, I you know I I understand all those points, but you know I, I'm thinking about there's a country in Europe.、I'm, I think it's the UK where they get their teens like when you're in your mid teens, they'll start to get you to start specializing and picking courses and whatnot into what career path you're thinking about going. Now. In your mid-teens, you're a completely different person than you'll become in your early twenties, and I feel like I've seen that around me, and I've seen that with the other individuals, where they mature, they get life experiences, they get influenced by the people around them or the 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 stuff they're seeing or exposing themselves to, and you know, in the beginning, they might love loves life science and. Want to become a doctor, but then as they're going through it, they're like, you know what? This isn't something I I enjoy, or this isn't something I like. You know, I like computer science instead. And they're in their twenties or something at that point, right? So, I mean, what happens when you know you you start specializing in your mid-teens or whatnot is that they actually quit and they go somewhere else, and they might do something else. 
Whereas late specializers, they uh, they have what economists call match quality, match quality, that they basically stick around for the long run, and they it's actually um, they end up earning a lot higher uh, in the long run as well. I'm not saying that when we talk about early specialization, um, you know, it doesn't mean that those generalists that had were general in the beginning of their careers, they could become specialists as they progress through their careers. You know what I mean? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I actually think that we we have a, an answer that needs to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. I believe that you be you are a generalist until you're a specialist. Mm-hmm. So let me let me explain myself. I personally played many different sports. Mm-hmm. I had different jobs. Within those different jobs, I learned different roles, different departments, and I uh, ended up working for the bank. I decided to do all this different training, but I continued staying close to what I was good at, what I excelled at, what mm-hmm. I was passionate about. And in time, I stopped looking at other jobs because I really loved what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I do think, and now I'm a specialist in that role. So I do think that you do need to be a generalist until you find something you specialize in mm-hmm. on that no i agree but the one thing i i might disagree with that is some people might go and look at you and say you're actually a specialist right you went into banking and you stayed in banking and um i understand there's specialties in banking but in you know in the end of the day uh that that banking aspect is still a specialty in at least in my eyes or in my perspective of when i'm talking about the bigger picture but i i understand that you know in banking and i'm in banking too and a lot of people don't know this but you can do completely different things in banking so you know you went towards like the investment uh uh side of things and you know you do a borrowing as well and whatnot uh for uh the higher net worth people and you know i'm at the commercial banking side of things and we're both specialists on what we're doing and for us when because we're within the bank we're thinking hey we're going into this route of specialization but imagine you were in banking and then you jumped into real estate and then you jumped into technology and then you you know you develop a technology that you know, implements both banking and real estate or whatever, right? So that's when I'm thinking about specialization, that's what I'm thinking about is technically we're both specialized in banking right now, right? Absolutely. Uh, But I'm going to have to disagree with you in the sense that I am a specialist. I jumped into banking. I had multiple jobs. Let me just give you a breakdown. Mm-hmm. I delivered newspapers. Mm-hmm. I called 
uh, and did market research. I scooped ice cream. I grilled hot dogs and hamburgers. I built furniture. I uh, stacked boxes. Uh, I sold technology. Uh, I built furniture. Did I say that already? I think I did. I was an Uber driver. I worked retail uh, overnight and folded clothes. I did so many jobs that I got paid for, yet I found the most joy in banking mm -hmm. and that's why I specialized. But prior to uh, me deciding I want to specialize, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a generalist. I did. I wore so many different hats, did so many different roles until I said, this is time. This is my time to specialize. You know what? I actually agree with you because now thinking back, you know, I think I, I only think of my banking background, but you're right. Like I, you know, when I was younger, I did, I did newspaper and then I, I did dish. I was a dishwasher for a while. I worked at amusement parks. Then I worked at a factory And then I worked at Best Buy, you know, like those, you know, you don't think of all the jobs you do early on. And, you know, that would have been from, you know, my mid teens to my early 20s. Um, but basically, you know, like those are things that shape you in the way you are, because honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, think of what I wanted to do or ha my mindset without going through each of these things and experiencing it. Right. So, yeah, I agree. I guess, you know, we started off as generalists and we're slowly specializing further and further into what we're doing. Did I just hear we agreed on something? Yeah, man, we did. We just did. I think that's a perfect segue. Jude, it's been a pleasure Looking forward to next week's conversation. Everyone, it's been a blast. Thank you for listening. The Weekly with Ed and Jude. Take care, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week and see you soon. Bye. Bye.